Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Why the heavy breathing? It was first of all so dramatic. First of all, it was there. You can't was, start like that. I was trying to be dramatic, and you ruined it. Okay, okay. Right, I'm, 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 so I'm, I'm, I was right, I was trying to usher us into good news, okay. but you ruined it. All right. Well, let me. I was. I'm a co-sign the breathing. Go okay. So you breathe. No, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't a good one. <laughs> My Biggie Smalls. <sighs> I was going to say like. You know, ex- exhaling out the bad because it's getting warm outside. Spring is springing. Things are happening. All this drama over the weather, though. You, you made it drama. I started off, no. <sighs> no. Now it sounds like big pun and asthma. <laughs> That's not what I gave. <sighs> I gave a good exhale. Okay. So... That's not how we're supposed to start our show, but... I hey. thought you were exhaling because your taxes were done. <laughs> They're not. The deadline has come and gone. <laughs> What happened to your taxes? The, the, we still, lady. The deadline is tomorrow. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna get it to him tonight. Will you? <laughs> will you though? I'm gonna have it to him around 11:30 tonight. Oh Listen, y'all know she's on extension, y'all. Exactly. Y'all yeah. gonna get it, but I need a little bit of extra. First of all, I didn't even really need a lot, a little bit of extra time. I just know it's available, so we yeah. take it. She's wearing extensions and taking them. What? At the same time. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, shut up. She's extended. I, okay. I, <laughs> Let's just leave it at fact. that. That's a fact. I'm actually overextended. <laughs> so we are here now. And just know that I'm not only speaking for myself. I'm speaking for Alan as well. Oh, they'll get done this year. Don't worry. <laughs> so yeah. just know Alan and I subscribe to the same uh, tax way of life. You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start filing for extensions in January <laughs> every year for no reason. Just like, for no reason. I know I ain't going to be ready, y'all. So... <laughs> Put the handcuffs on me, dog. <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't want to be ready when y'all are ready. I would like for my accountant to be focused on me outside of the hustle and bustle. You see what I'm you saying? You know what I mean? After April, you see? then let them take a little bit of break, you get a vacation, vacation come back and, with fresh eyes. You see? And and then and, and then work on mine. On yeah. Can you focus on me? Is that a song? Her. Oh. Accountant, <laughs> can you focus on me? <laughs> it's because your pitch is so far off. I didn't recognize the Can song. Can you focus on <laughs> me, Listen, accountant? Y'all don't. You don't need to Shazam it because it's not going to come up the way Alan's singing it. But that is that is a song on me. Okay, we're not telling you not to do your taxes on time uh, so that you can sing to her song. <laughs> but if you filed an extension, God bless uh, you. You know, yeah, we in the same boat. We gonna get that that second round. We gonna make it. We, we're not first of all and if that was supposed to be the locks or Jadakiss that was the church version okay of it. it definitely was it definitely was taking the church sometimes it's Sunday it, it is gotta Sunday. take them to church we're not talking about taxes no. at this point y'all either did it or you didn't mm-hmm. and um, we can't do anything about it also just just a disclaimer just want to put this out there mm-hmm. we are not accountants yeah. Um, for those who reach out to us looking for accounting we services, we know plenty of. We know them. We believe in tax strategy when it comes to mm-hmm. your investment portfolio, but we are not accountants. Um, so please stop reaching out to us for accounting services. Again, we do know some, and if that's what you need, sure, we'll provide that. But that's about it. We're not getting into the weeds of your expenses like that. Yeah, but we'll definitely suggest a nice African American or women owned. Mm-hmm. Accounting firm. For sure. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about today. No. Today we are talking about the same thing we talk about every uh, week, Batman. Um, <laughs> We're talking about wealth. 
Every topic is different. First Every of all. topic don't, don't is different, like but it's rooted in wealth, right? Like it's rooted in some sort of wealth, financial freedom, financial understanding, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, uh, financial literacy, legacy, legacy. Mm-hmm. I was giving you room because I thought you were going to sing the song. You've been singing all the songs, mm. so I thought you were going to hit us with a legacy. legacy, legacy. Exactly. Legacy. Let us see. Right? I thought <laughs> you didn't even. Okay. But yeah, we're talking about wealth. We're talking about wealth at any age. Mm. Right? Like, here's the thing. We have all types of listeners at all ages. Then we have listeners who have kids, listeners who refer our information. And this information needs to apply to everybody. So if you are building wealth, if you mm-hmm. are thinking about wealth, yep. it applies at every single age. This is not a, well, when I get to this age or when I get to that age. So many people reach out to us and say, you know, what should I tell my niece who's graduated from college? I you know, she doesn't have enough money to be a client of yours, but I want to put her on the right path. Or I wish I'd have known that in my 40s, I would have done things differently. Or now that I'm 60, these are the things that I'm doing. Am I doing the right thing? Well, we're going to talk about it. All the ages, all the, the, the decades, at any age, we're going to give you the tips on what you should be doing right now to make sure that you are building real wealth for yourself. Yeah. Cause we want you to be wealthy no matter how old or young you are. Why? Were you singing that? I felt like there was a melody. Like, were you? Are you just singing today? I have a sing-songy uh, delivery today. Today on everything. So we <laughs> <laughs> just on everything. <laughs> so we're, we should expect that uh, throughout the entire episode. Here's the thing for y'all who are new listeners. Alan's a PK. He's yeah. a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. He also leads the choir. Wow. So he is qualified for this level. I, I don't lead of... the choir. I, I don't do that. <laughs> you you lead. I songs. lead songs. Sure, sure. Okay. I do. Mm-hmm. Then you lead the choir. Come on, our Zoom, our church Zoom is lit. <laughs> <laughs> Every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And you can find Alan leading the choir. Mm-hmm. So he Not is, is kind of equipped yeah. and has the experience to go mm-hmm. ahead and... And I am doing my concert. I am planning that. Oh, you're working on that. It's because yeah. it's not just a concert. It's a comedy yeah. show. It's a concert and you're doing wealth management and, some, mm-hmm. and dancing, The right? last 10 minutes. Yeah, and a little, little dancing. Okay. A little bit. Okay, just yeah. make sure um, we can get tickets with Ticketmaster, StubHub, yeah. uh, Cash App. Cash App. Okay. <laughs> tickets were sold on Cash sure. App. Sure. No problem. Just send us your Cash App and we'll send you the tickets. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, wealth at any age. Because here's the thing. There's so much happening in the market, right? Like there's so much volatility. Banks are failing. Mm-hmm. You know, Cash App things are happening. And everyone at every age does have the same question. What am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. While all me? these things are falling apart or going left, I don't really understand everything, but just tell me at this age right now, what am I supposed to be doing? Facts. And that's the conversation that we're having today. So this show applies to everybody. Mm-hmm. We get listeners who are like, oh, I sent your show um, you know, to my daughter. I'm like, I don't, I don't really know yeah. if- The social security show might yeah, not really might not be a good fit really for her. It might not work for her. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, But this is the one that can go to everybody. Mm-hmm. So let's start. Let's start out in your 20s. Mm, that okay? was some good times Listen, right there. 20s, you was wilding, wild for the night. Had no gray hair yet. <sighs> it's nothing wrong with gray hair. Hairline firm. You got it. Your hairline's been been steady. It's been yeah. good to you. It's kind of like the- You concerned? It's kind of like the, the seashore a little bit. It's eroding. It's going back and forth. It's, it's eroding over time. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Now it's always there, but it's less so okay. over time. Okay. Right. Okay, but in your 20s, life was good. Forehead, right? forehead growth is quite- <sighs> Substantial you over know, the years. So here's the thing. I've never been worried about that. I'm actually worried about that now. I feel like I'm seeing more of my forehead. I don't. <laughs> I feel like I'm seeing more of it than I'm used to. Yeah. And I don't like it. Yeah. It makes me feel like I need bangs. Yeah. Because well, I, I don't have a big forehead. You do. First of all, don't do that. Do. I don't have a big forehead. But too much of a good thing <laughs> isn't a good thing. Yo, I will say a lot of women have big foreheads. Five heads, eight heads. A lot of women have that. Here's the thing. Is we got a lot in our mind. <laughs> and, and y'all are at the head of the class. Exactly. Okay. Um, all right. So starting out in your 20s. Starting out in your 20s. So first things first, you you just first of all need to have some cash just stashed away. Yeah. I know in your 20s, like every dollar has to be spent. Like you got something to buy, something to do, scrapping and surviving. But we are talking about the things that we want you to be doing, right, to build wealth. So first things first, you need to at least start putting a little bit of cash away for emergencies. You've got to be your own emergency fund. Listen. Like I think you're you're transitioning from being able to depend on mom and dad or aunt and uncle or grandma and them. And in order to do that, you've got to have some emergency dollars set aside. And this is whether you're living at home, whether you're in your first apartment, or even, dare I say, 
you got roommates. Yeah. Like, you need some emergency funds. Not dare I say you better have some roommates. Because <laughs> I think when you're in your 20s, your emergency fund is definitely your parents. Right? Like, that's the way you think about things. Yeah. Or the homies. Or whatever the case is. But you, this is the time where you got to start making sure you have some money stashed away. It definitely doesn't have to be a ton of money. But we also want you to get in the habit of just knowing how to put money away for an emergency. And understanding that, yo... Life happens and you got to be able to pay for it. Word. And you can't go to mom and dad or aunt, uncle, and grandma, and grandpa, or auntie, and them. You got to yeah. be able to cover it. So if you have a job, first of all, because in your 20s, you're kind of running the streets, especially 20-year-olds now, because I don't mm. even feel like they they work. I don't know. They just not something that they do like that. But if you have a job and you feel good about your job, you need to set a savings goal of three to six month worth of expenses. Now, at 20, you're like expenses. Like, I don't even have them. You do. And so whatever it costs, whatever your bills are. Right. At 20, you're eating noodles and slices of pizza and candy mm. for dinner. So it's fine. Like, you don't have and to. And losing weight. And lose, and <laughs> right. And with abs of steel. <laughs> Never get a headache. <laughs> so, Sleeping three hours a night. 100%. Clear skin. Clear skin. Right. So, how much does it cost for you to just not get kicked out? How much does it cost for you not to end up on your parents' sofa um, and to be able to get to and from work every day? You need three to six months of that. If you don't really have a job, like you're still figuring it out, like exploring, you know, you just graduated and you're, you know, traveling the world, whatever y'all do at this age, then really you need to kind of figure out how to save as much money as humanly possible. I will also add, start to step up in your financial life. Like if there are things that your parents are still paying for, Mm. transition to you paying for it. I know that sounds, you know, like I'm cursing at you, but it's part of adulting. Yeah. Like start to be in a position where you can pay for your own stuff and understand how much everything costs. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Also, you might not want to hear this, but it's time to start planning for retirement. If you can, if you have a job that provides some sort of 401k plan or some sort of retirement plan, honestly, you need to start contributing. And it's not like $50 a week. I know people will tell you that's that's a really great way to get started. This is a wealth conversation that we're having. So like we want you to be in a major financial advantage at some point in life. If you can Honestly, we would want you to put in as much as you can to at least qualify for a match if it exists. I think it's in your 20s that we would only give that piece of advice because typically we say you need to just max out, period, whether there's a match or no match. Mm -hmm. But when you're in your 20s, you need all the free dollars that you can get. And if there is a match, at least contribute enough to qualify for that match. Can I give you some numbers, some stats Let's do on it. this, Tiffany? May I? Absolutely. May I step in with, with some sing mathematics? It. You sing it, though. <laughs> no, no singing. <laughs> so if you're 25, and if you think about the show we did like two, three weeks ago about retiring with a million dollars, and whether that's enough, who knows? But let's say your goal is to retire with a million dollars, and you're 25 years old. You can afford to save only $500 a month towards your retirement. You've got to keep doing that for your whole life. But you'll get to a million dollars. Like $500 a month, not that much. If you get paid twice a month, that's $250 a pay period. Mm -hmm. And then you know you got those months when you get three checks. You see what I'm saying? But some of that might be from the match. I'm not saying you've got to pay it. Mm. Let's say you're putting up $300 and the employer's dropping up $200. You're done. You're in there. Retirement secure. Okay, so that's a really good point. So if you're in your 20s and you're a higher purveying the job market. These benefits do matter. I definitely remember being in my 20s. I never thought about benefits. All I cared about was the salary. I don't know if there was insurance. I don't know if I could go to the dentist. None of those things mattered in my compensation package. Just what is the dollar amount? Honestly, you need to look at the retirement benefits. Like, what are they offering you? Are they offering you some sort of match? Like, what does that look like? A pension? I'm sure there ain't nobody offering pensions anymore. But... You want to look at these other benefits when it comes to looking at your jobs because, again, it might mean more money for you down the road. Yeah. And if you're in your 20s, you should also know about my man Roth. Hey, Roth. And whether you have the chance to do a Roth 401k at -hmm. your job or you can do a Roth IRA outside of your job. Yeah. So if you're balling in your 20s, making that good, good money and you can max out on your 401k, then you want to meet Roth. Okay, mm-hmm. Roth is like, hey, big head. <laughs> okay, hey, handsome. W-Y-D. You, hey, you know. <laughs> that means what you're doing. <laughs> for, for the Gen Xers oh out there and above, <laughs> W-Y-D, that's how you flirt. Okay, that's how you flirt. <laughs> yeah, that's how you flirt. Okay, y'all. Flirt like that. W-Y-D. Question mark. Oh, my God. Yes. You want to get with a Roth, right? In a Roth IRA, you can contribute up to $6,500 a year. And so Mm. if you got extra, you've maxed out. Again, this is not in 
place of your retirement savings that's provided by your employer. But in addition to, if you got it and you are able to max out on your employer-provided retirement plan, then holla at Roth. You get a side boo. Listen, when you're making enough money, you get a side boo. Mm. Or... Let's say you don't have a plan at work that you can qualify for. You can still do Roth. Very good point. You know what's crazy? What did I just say is the amount you need to save per year to end up with a million dollars if you start at 25. $500 a month. Which is about how much a year? $6,000. And guess what the Roth limit is? $6,500. So what I'm saying is you could put in less than the maximum Mm -hmm. and retire a millionaire and never pay any income tax on capital gains. And that's a fact on that. So now you don't even have an excuse, right? Like, well, listen, my job, they don't do a retirement plan, so I really can't do nothing for y'all. That's a lie. You can open up a Roth IRA account, do that $500 a month that we talked about, and make sure you get your way to a million dollars, but you will get your way to a million dollars without, as Alan pointed, having to pay tax on that capital gain. Lord, help Come me, on, Jesus. Jesus. Come on through. Okay. Send it on down. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the other thing. Like, by the time you retire, you should be in a completely different tax bracket. And the ability to not have those dollars taxed at that higher tax bracket is going to be very, very meaningful. Yeah, that's a fact. So other things you should do. So you know what's funny? When we think about stock markets going up and down, the people who are hurt the least are the folks who just got started. Word. Because they don't need that money. They're not pressed. They're not like, again, they're, they've invested that money and they're riding the ride. Okay? But you got a small balance. So mm-hmm. even if it goes down, it ain't going down but so much. And I, ain't, I ain't had that much to begin with. So <laughs> you're, you're in your 20s and you're investing. Be aggressive and don't look at it so much. Yeah. So typically what that means is be more invested in stocks, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you've heard us talk about this before, cake versus vegetables. You're in your 20s. You can eat cake for breakfast, lunch, mm-hmm. and dinner. What's a vegetable? Yeah. Okay. You only need vegetables on Thanksgiving. That's a diet plan. Okay. So all you need to do, you are you can afford to invest in more volatile investments, right? And so we talk about more stocks. You don't have to do so much of the safe stuff, right? Because you you have time. You you have time on your side. And so you want to use that to your advantage to see if the risk is really going to pay off and it'd be worth the reward. Facts. Also in your 20s, you're adulting now. You got to get the right insurance, fam. Yeah. So yes, when we're talking about insurance for your 20s, it's definitely different than the insurance that you talk about in your 50s, but you need auto insurance. Y'all can't be riding around dirty. Like I know there are certain states where like you don't need auto insurance. Please don't do that. You are setting yourself up for failure. Also disability insurance. At this young age, I know you are indestructible. I know you could drink all night, get three hours of sleep, (laughs) wake up, run a marathon. Step on a nail. You know what I mean? No blood. No blood, have COVID and breathe hard. I get it. But like something can happen, accidents happen. And so disability insurance and auto insurance are literally very big. You also need medical insurance. May I add? Go for it. Renter's insurance. Renter's insurance. Renter's insurance. I loved renter's insurance. That's your ride or die. That was my ride or die. Okay. And it definitely held me down plenty of times and it wasn't very expensive. Having renter's insurance was huge. And for some people, if you're leasing office or apartment complex doesn't require it, you don't explore it, you need to explore it. You absolutely need to have it, 100%, because you don't make enough money to replace a damn thing if something goes wrong. (laughs) That's a fact. So you do need renter's insurance. Yeah, because your your renter's insurance follows you even if you're not in your apartment. Exactly. You could be in Florida. In these streets, Alan's looking at me because I was in Florida (laughs) when my shit went down. (laughs) You could be in Florida getting robbed. Your stuff... It's covered. It is covered. You could get your computer back, your headphones back. All, all the things were real fast. And again, you don't have the money for those things. You don't have to go to your parents. So you want to get renter's insurance. Also, like this is the time to explore a side hustle. You got all that energy, all that time, digital technology, all the things. Figure out your way. You still are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Life hasn't beaten you down just yet. So like explore some of those ideas where you can make yourself a little bit of extra money on the side. It doesn't have to be a ton of money, but it's meaningful. This is the time to really kind of employ that. But I'll take it a step further. Like you can take some career chances in your 20s. Ooh, so pivot. Pivot. Go for that big jump. I did that a couple of times in my 20s. I went for big like jumps in salary by taking on more responsibility. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Take like, some chances. So like for me, I quit my job and went back and got an MBA full time. Okay. I'm not telling everybody to do it, but I'm saying like 
the 20s is when you want to do it. Yeah. Like I hate when I see folks who wish they had done it earlier and now they're in their 40s and 50s and they're like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Now that might be grad school. That might be a certificate. That might be some sort of training towards a culinary craft or whatever it might be. But like your 20s is when you should really be figuring out what your career should be about, what that passion is, what that calling is, and figure out eventually how you can make some money from it. I agree. In the beginning, I think it's better about just getting in the right position, building up a great resume. Learning some skills. Yeah, to get where you need to be. I would even say I wouldn't be overly focused on how much I'm making right now. I'd be more focused on the experiences I'm getting that I can leverage to make money longer term. I like that. So we've given a lot of attention to the 20-year-olds. Yeah, too much attention. Too much attention. We got to talk about 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. So stick with us. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. So we are back. Yes. Wealth at any age. Any age. Any age. You can do it. (laughs) So at any age, whatever age you are at right now, we need to talk about how you build your wealth. It's different for different ages, right? So all information does not apply. And that is what we're talking about. So we gave a lot of attention to the Mm 20-year-olds. We got to move on from them. Okay. What about in your 30s? I just just left them. I just left them. I just left them last week. With my 30s, okay? Yeah. And I definitely remember that time. So now your career's growing, right? Mm-hmm. You're starting to earn a little bit of money. Yeah, a little bit okay? of coin. Trips is looking a little different. Yeah. Now you got your own room. You don't have three people in your hotel room anymore, <laughs> okay? Right? It's, it's you. Now you're taking direct flights. Mm, you're getting the king bed, not the two doubles. Okay. okay. All right. So it's a robe in your room now, Ooh. Okay. Some sandals in there. <laughs> no, what are they called? <laughs> Flipper, slippers? Not sandals. Slippers, not slippers sandals. Slippers in the room. <laughs> my, my hotels have sandals. They do? Okay. okay. Jesus sandals. Oh, Jesus sandals. Fact. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, life is different, right? You're starting to make a little bit more money. You probably are starting to even get more focused on the direction of your career. You maybe you've taken some of those chances and now you're kind of like in a spot, you know what your skills are and you're really applying them and just focusing on growth. Here's the first thing. Do not fall victim to the lifestyle creep. Yeah. And that's not that dude who keep hitting you up and sliding your DMs. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. The lifestyle creep is when you start to feel like I'm making so much money, I'm making new money. Not only do I have to keep up with the Joneses, but I need new stuff. I need bigger stuff. I know my apartment was cool, but I need a bigger, I need a balcony now. I need a mm. view. You know, the Toyota was working, but now I think I need a Lexus, yeah. right? Because just because I should, not because things aren't working, not because anything is wrong, but it's like I deserve these things now, right? Yeah. And so, You want to avoid that because lifestyle creep is an expense creep. Yeah, that's a fact. And one of the things we often talk about, especially for younger folks, is the notion that money's not just for spending. Correct. Money's also for saving. It's for investing and it's for charity. I remember the first time I made good money. I spent it. Like, that's the first thing I thought of. When I found out I'd be making X dollars, I immediately thought about what can I buy. Word. You need to make sure that you're reorienting your mind. So as you make more money... You're saving and investing more money. So here's the thing that I do, right? When it does, because it happens, right? Especially when you're making, you're making new money or you get a bonus or like just like a, a salary bump or mm. just that it was a good quarter. Mm. I will always designate a percentage. A percentage of that is my while out. It's whatever I want to do. Yeah. It's the bag. It's the shoes. It's the trip. It's the jewelry. Because mm. I'm not that diligent. I'm not about to just put it all mm. and do the right thing with all of it. Yeah. But if I can do the right thing with 90... I got a trick-off portion. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it's called. It's called a trick-off portion. And if... T.O.P. Exactly. Um, so I have to put some aside for my T.O.P. And mm-hmm. I do my thing on the T.O.P. Yeah. And then the rest, I do I do the right thing. Yeah. But what's why is... Why are you tricking with the same amount that God gets, though? <sighs> <laughs> That that doesn't seem fair. So should he should I get more or less? Is the question like God should get more than your trick budget? Depends on how much I made. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is like for me with the top, it's a it's a one time thing. It's not a lifestyle creep. So I'm allowing myself to have a moment, but I'm not setting up these recurring expenses by buying a brand new car or you know upgrading my house immediately unnecessarily that's when the lifestyle creep starts to happen it's not as much as the one-offs but it's like i am now buying into a bigger and what i'm probably considering a better lifestyle 
with expenses that are going to be nonstop and ongoing. Yeah, one bit of advice for your 401k as you get into your 30s, every year you should really be trying to increase your contribution Mm -hmm. to the point where eventually you're maxing out or getting close to it. So if you could only afford to do in your 20s 5%, maybe you're trying to work up to 7 to 9 to 10 to 12% in your 30s. That should be the goal. That's a great way to catch up. Yeah, 100%. If you just wild out all in your 20s and just spent all the dollars, the 30s really is your time to really do that. Because we do expect, again, you're making more money. You're definitely making more money in your 30s than you were making in your 20s, especially if you took our advice from the last segment. Maybe you've gone back to school, got an extra license, maybe transitioned into something else. Now that you're making more money, you can catch up on some of the things you didn't do in your 20s. Yeah, and I'm going to give you those numbers, those million-dollar numbers. So we said it was $500 a month when you were 25. Mm-hmm. At 30, it's about $750. That's, that's more money. That's 50% more than you would have needed if you had done it at 25. You didn't. We won't chastise you, but you got to understand now I've got to save a little bit more. That's at 30. If it were 35, now you need about $1,000 a month. Yeah. So the more you wait, the more you're going to need to save and in order to get there, you've got to start early, as early as possible, but make sure you're catching up by increasing that percentage to make sure that you get closer to maxing out. But if you're not in that boat and you're maxing out on your retirement and you're doing what you need to do, you want to make sure that your portfolio is a bit more diversified. In your 20s, you were just wilding out, eating cake, just betting it all on black, all in stocks, put it all in the fangs. I can do what I want to do. <laughs> now, not so much. You need to calm your ass down. Um, a little you, bit. A little bit. Like you need to diversify a little bit more. You need to have a lot more interest in bonds and alternative investments and things that are not as correlated to the market because you don't want to take a ton of risk, not as much as you were before. So a part of having a financial advisor, a part of having an investment strategy is the ever-evolving constant change of your portfolio. No, you're not buying new stocks and bonds every day, but what you are doing is that you are shifting the risk in your portfolio because as you get older, the needs are a little bit different. Yeah, so in general, this is advice we're gonna give at any age. As you get older, you need more vegetables, you need more bonds Mm -hmm. in your portfolio. Because that's how you get the sugar. (laughs) That's how you get diabetes, eating too much cake. That's fact. Now, also, this is probably a time when you're thinking about Buying a house, mm. having some kids, getting married, mm. right? And so when you think about those things, honestly, your 30s really is the best time um, to buy a home, right? Because again, you're making a little bit more money. You've got income history. You Maybe you ruined your credit in your 20s and now it's back on top in your 30s. And so you're probably in your best season to buy that house. Here's the thing. It doesn't need to be a big house. Yeah, it doesn't it really need doesn't. to be your forever house. Yeah. Okay. It can be a starter house, whatever that means. It just needs to be enough house for you in that moment to be comfortable that you can afford in a neighborhood that's safe for you. But this is not when you go and buy the dream house. Yeah. It might just have wall to wall floors and that's good enough. Wall to wall floors. Yeah. Okay. That might be good enough. What, windows or no? Hmm. Not just. Maybe the next house will okay. have windows. Sure. Absolutely. But you, again, if you're going to buy a house, because for us, we do believe that the ownership of your primary residence is a part of your wealth building strategy. Big time. Oh, big so, time. hey, this is that time to secure that first big asset. But it does not have to be, again, a house that you can't afford or the mansion that you've always dreamed about. You will get there. Yeah. You will definitely get and there. And the thing about buying a house early, like, you will end up with equity in that house. Mm-hmm. And that's whether the house appreciates or not. Like the simple fact that you're paying a mortgage means you're paying down the debt. And when you sell that house, even if it's 10 or 20 years later, you will owe less than what you paid. And that equity is going to be used to either put down on the new house or you could use it for whatever else you want to use it for. But having that start of building wealth by buying a home, it's a great thing to start doing in your 30s. It also, by the way, we didn't talk about this, but it's the inflation protection of buying a house. You got a fixed mortgage payment every single month. It doesn't go up if you've got a fixed rate mortgage. Because if you've been renting all of your 20s, I'm sure you've had several rent increases without any increase in your apartment. Word. And so having a mortgage prevents that from happening. You know what you're getting every single month, no matter what happens in the rest of the world. But if you are in the process of now exploring buying a home, you got to add money for it. Right. And so if you are investing, if you are putting money away in retirement, you also got to figure out a way to put some money aside for a down payment. I know there are so many programs that say that you don't have to put a lot of money down, but you got to put some damn money down. And so and oftentimes it's double what they tell you it's going to be. And so you need to put some money aside. You want to try to avoid having that money in your retirement account. You don't want to pull money from your retirement account if you can avoid it. So put that money in a money market account or something else where it's easily accessible. No, it's not going to be making a lot of money in the interim, but 
that's money that you need access to. So, you know, have that money sitting somewhere other than your retirement account. That can't be the only account that you're funding once you're in your 30s. Yeah. What I'd also tell you as a 30-year-old, invest beyond just your 401k if you can. Right. I know sometimes in your 30s, especially you talk about buying homes and getting married and and having kids, those all sound like expenses. Expenses. Right. And so if, if money's tight, I can understand if you don't do this. But if you've got a little extra, you can invest outside of your 401k. You can open up a brokerage account. You can open up maybe a Roth IRA if you, say, if you about qualify for it. But get some diversification to the types of accounts that you have in your 30s. Even if you can't put a ton of money in, it's great to start building up some additional reserve accounts to make some investments. And I know we talked about this in your 20s. We talked about insurance. We talked about like the basic building blocks of insurance, auto, uh, renter's insurance, some disability. Yeah. Now, though, you're talking about like spouse and a child. Now you got to talk about life insurance. Yeah, facts. Um, not only, first of all, you have to make sure that everybody has medical insurance and that all might be provided by your insurance. If you have a spouse and kids, your employer plan might cover everybody. So you need to make sure everybody has medical insurance. But now you have to make sure you have life insurance because they are counting on your income to survive. And if something happens to you, you do not want to leave them grieving and destitute. So not only do you need to really start to focus on life insurance, you need to focus on life insurance outside of your employer. And it needs to be a lot, period. If you've got a wife and kids and a mortgage, they're going to need a lot because the way that we think about how much money you need in insurance coverage, we think about how much money you make currently, that income number that they are counting on, on an annual basis, times the number of years you expect to take care of these children. And so if you have a one-year-old, we expect that you will probably want to take care of them probably to 21, 22 to make sure they can get through college. Mm -hmm. So whatever your current income is times, you know, 20 years, that is how much at a minimum you need to have in coverage. Yeah. You make 75K, you might need a million five in coverage. And that sounds like a lot, but depending on what type of insurance you get and you doing it in your 30s, getting this policy in your 30s, cheaper. way cheaper, mm -hmm. way cheaper. Than if you wait till you're Tiffany's age and then Don't it's going to be that. super high. Don't but look, we, we will also say generally you're going to want to probably do term because to Tiffany's astute point, which I'll call you astute uh, for this. Quite, quite astute. Quite astute. Mm -hmm. When you've got all these responsibilities on you, you probably need a lot of coverage. Mm -hmm. And whole life is going to cost you almost 10 times the cost of term. And if you only bought whole life, you probably won't get enough coverage. So why not buy some term outside of your job in your 30s? Yeah, I got a million dollar policy in my late 30s. And um, I think my I think I paid, it was under $100 a month. Yeah, I'm surprised you can remember that far First back. of all, don't do that. I just got here with y'all. Whatever. Okay. And I'm I'm still on my rookie contract. But what I will say, again, if you do this in your 30s, if you explore life insurance in your 30s, the, the younger you are, the better it costs, right? The yeah. less expensive it is because they, they consider you to be the healthiest at the yeah. time. As you get older, these same products are going to be a lot more expensive. Yeah. And I will say, we said it in your 20s, disability matters too. The content today is cumulative. So just because we said do it in your 20s doesn't mean you don't need it anymore in your 30s. Right. You absolutely need protection on your income, which is disability insurance in your 30s as Now well. we're talking about in your 40s. Yeah. Now we're starting to get into where I can live. Yeah. I can eat now. This is where, okay. So okay. I want to, hopefully you're checking all these boxes. Yeah. We're going to find out today. Yeah. Okay. So now you're making, yeah, you're balling. Okay. 20s, I don't know. I'm just trying to get by. 30s, I'm making some money. I'm seeing some yeah. progress. You know what I mean? They're, they're putting manager on my title. I'm a yeah. director now. I met you in my 30s. I met you in my 30s. Aw, yeah. honey. Early 30s, too. Yeah. Baby yeah. 30s. I was mid-30s when I met you. You were. You was already graying. Yeah. You was already going gray. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. 2008 made my hair start to turn gray. I didn't know you yet. It's gotten crazy since then. So first of all, you are not crazy gray, like, yeah. at all. And the pe there are people who are like gray through and through. Like you're so far from that. Oh, uh, thank you. Well, it started in my 30s. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with going gray either. So we're in your 40s. Yes. Okay. This is when you are really, really making money. People, you got direct people reporting to you now. Okay. Mm. Like you, you, you're, you're responsible for some things. Yeah. You're no longer hourly. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. <laughs> you got like an executive benefits package. It's a lot happening in your 40s. You're exempt from overtime. Oh, <laughs> For sure. But these are your peak 
earning years. And it, honestly, that's not just because of income. That's because of just health and ability to work. Right. And responsibilities. These responsibilities will make you go out there and get a better paying that's job. That's a fact. For sure. That's a fact. So you're in your peak earning years is probably the most income that you've ever made is now coming in. Mm-hmm. And again, you had these damn kids. You got a wife. You had these kids. Damn kids. Now, in the beginning, right, you start off. This is... I, and I literally just had a conversation with my with my homeboy about this. In the beginning, y'all just want kids, right? It's just, it would be beautiful. What would our kids look like? Um, you know, we can raise them. We can nurture them and, and, you know, set them out in the world. And we can teach them our values. In your 40s is when you realize you got to pay for college. Yeah. In your 40s uh. is when you realize... What did I do? Lord, help me. Because now it's time to pay. I thought I was paying before, but now I got to pay, pay. And so as you start to realize that you're going to have to pay for some very, very serious education, this is when you need to start contributing to a college savings account. If you have not started already, now is the time. It's a cold blue. Like you got to do it right, right now. Yeah. Or you could also start to encourage your kids to consider, you know, it doesn't matter where you go to school. It doesn't have to be an elite school, a highly ranked school, because those schools cost. So tell them. Here's to, the thing. But if you're like Alan and you went to an elite school, a highly ranked school, you uh, can't be sitting out here telling your kids that they don't need to go to one. Can I just complain for just one minute? I mean, it's your time. This is okay. really, this is your time. I, I'm in my 40s. I'm in this demographic. Okay. I had those kids, and <laughs> the ones that we said we always wanted. Okay. And um, two years apart. Yeah. Back to back to back. So just like I had two in diapers twice, I'm going to have two in college twice. Big college. And out the gate, <laughs> out the gate, <laughs> the first one. NYU. He was admitted to one of the top schools in the country, and I'm so proud of him. But because Alan but that bill makes is, so much money. Whatever. That bill is hitting for 96K. The Shasta is not holding Alan down. Yeah, that's hitting for 96K. A year. Per year. Per year. So, and you got you got. I just want to confirm you yeah. you got an MBA, correct? Yeah, I did. Okay, I did it's past. <laughs> I earned one in the past. Just saying, if he wants to continue in his education, yeah, that's and be supported. Him. Yeah, my parents didn't help me with that. <laughs> I, got, I got scholarships for that. Yeah, and, and with zero financial aid, is is not helpful. Yeah, so yeah, talking about zero, like you can't get his brother like a free ham sandwich on no. his first week. Mm-mm. No, and y'all ain't bought no books yet. So what I'm saying is like education inflation is super high and your kids, you've been investing in your kids so that they can do well in school. Well, they're going to be looking to some expensive schools. So you got to be prepared. Yeah. So there needs to be some college planning. But in addition to, and this is the hard pill to swallow, you cannot divert savings from your retirement account to pay for college. Yeah. yeah, That's that's a a big, big no-no because here's the thing. There is financial aid. In the case that you don't have money to help pay for college, there is no retirement aid. Yeah, there's no loans for retirement. We know it's crazy though. So this is how easy it is to get a student loan nowadays as a parent. Like you fill out your Shasta, you send it in, you get your admissions thing, and then they immediately tell you you qualify for X dollars in loans. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how many business loans we've applied for (laughs) and how many different things we had to jump through and how many... Like how they stress you out and you get the approval at the last minute after 90 days. Like student loans are easy as hell to get. Retirement loans. Not so much. Not so much. So you have to do both. Unfortunately, you cannot rob Peter to pay Paul. Peter and Paul need their money. Yeah, they do. Okay, so you need to focus on saving for college. You need to continue to focus on retirement. But say you didn't. Say your 20s and 30s, you didn't listen to us at all. Now you're in your 40s and you are really laser focused on the fact that you do want to retire. I do want to build wealth. At this point, you need to be setting aside 15 to 20% of your income, right, for your retirement savings. Like that needs to start happening immediately. It's very, very important. At this point, your back is up against the wall. You might be working for the rest of your life if you do not adhere to putting away meaningful amounts for your retirement savings. Yeah. At 40, your million-dollar number, if you haven't started yet, $1,500 a month. Mm, That's that's meaningful. At 45, $2,250 a month, $2,250. That's that's $27K a year. Yeah. That's a lot of savings. That's a lot of savings. And so because you've, at that point, you've already maxed out on your employer-provided retirement amount, you then got to put some money with Roth. You got to put some money somewhere else other than in your retirement account. But you got to max out. You got to do more than max out at that point. Also in your 40s, and we've talked about this, we really just did a show on this, 
your parents are getting older, mm-hmm. right? And so your parents are aging. You need to assess if they will be a financial obligation for you. Yeah. Is there something, are you going to, are they okay? Do they have everything they need? What's their health look like? What do they have in place for themselves? And how are you expected to step up potentially? Yeah. You yeah, want to prepare real, yourself. It's a real thing. Yeah. And then for yourself, this is the time when you have to start looking at long-term care. I know you're in your 40s. You're feeling good. You still look good. I'm still out. I still run. I'm exercising. I still look good. I still fit in my jeans. What you talking about? I'm looking <laughs> good. You still have to think about long-term care because at some point you are going to get older. And so you want to explore it now while you're young. Late 40s. You though. know, I mean, just 40s in general, because it still can be a somewhat affordable now. You do not want to find yourself with huge medical expenses later on down the line because you didn't think about it when you were supposed to think about it. Yeah. On that note, a health savings account, HSA, mm. is a great thing to be funding in your 40s. Very much Because so. the beautiful thing about this account, it's kind of like a Roth IRA for medical expenses. And if you end up where you don't have a lot of medical expenses, it just becomes a regular IRA. You have to pay a little bit of tax on the gains, but it's a great account that can be used for long-term care expenses. And to your point, there's some gains. This money is invested. I know when you think about like a health savings account, you don't recognize the fact that it's being invested in the market on your behalf. And so it's growing. So ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? So you do definitely want to focus on your HSA. You want to focus on long-term care, checking on your parents and make sure they're good and what your responsibility will be. And time to start paying for that college. Yeah. That's your 40s. Look at Alan. Alan is going through it, Mm. y'all. Pray for your brother. Um, Alan, I know he said he was a PK, and I know he started off uh, by sermonizing the show, but he needs a little bit of Mm. sermon himself. Now I'm singing the blues. (laughs) (laughs) Because his son graduates this year, and it is is NYU. Yeah. What are y'all? What are y'all? Birds? The violets. Violets. Of course. It's an expensive-ass violet. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Quite the violet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we've talked about building wealth in your 20s, 30s, 40s. But guess what? You can still do it in your 50s and 60s. Okay. It's going to take some work. Okay. But we're going to talk about it when we get back. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. It's the pathway to Thank you so much for listening to the Momentum Advisors Show. This is Sean King, founder and CEO of The North Star. If you want to hear more shows like this, featuring black and brown voices on the most important issues of the day, head over right now to thenorthstar.com to discover all the podcasts we have to offer. We have over 500 different episodes from six different podcast series, and they're all great. Check them out. So we are back. Yes. We are building wealth at any age. Yeah. Whatever your demographic is, we can get you there. Yeah, you could do it. You just got to listen. And you got to believe. And you got to believe. And you got to do the work. And you got to take your ass to work. (laughs) (laughs) So... There's a lot that has to happen. But again, like we don't want you to lose hope. To Alan's point, you have to believe. I think sometimes people are like, listen, I'm too old to Mm. now ever have any of the things that I wanted to have. Or I'm too old to start now. You're never too old to start, honestly. Now, it just depends on what you are starting with and what you're willing to do. But you're never too old to start. Yeah. Now, here's the thing about your 50s. This is a time where it's game time now. Like retirement is around the corner. It's Super Bowl. But the beautiful thing about being in your 50s, there's still some time on the clock. It is. A little bit of time on the clock. And you're still making good money. 50s is a great time. If you've never consulted with a financial planner before. It's the time. Now is a great time because the longer you wait, the more your back's going to end up being against the wall. So 50 is an excellent time to be starting to have that conversation with an advisor. And I hope it ain't the conversation of, well, I haven't saved anything at all. How do I get started? But yeah. if it is, yep. you'd rather do it at 50 than at 57. Because at 50, you've got 15 to 20 years left before your feet really, really start to hurt 
and it's time to retire. Yes, I think you make a really, really good point. This is a time when you need to be consulting professionals, probably across the board. It's not just a financial advisor. If you don't have a real accountant, you've been using software all these years, like you might you know, want to work with a real accountant, it might be time to start talking to an estate planner. Yeah. Um, there's some there's some people that you're really going to have to start talking to now because it's about strategy. And to Alan's point, even if you've never strategized, even if you didn't do any of the things you were supposed to do, these are the people who are going to tell you what you need to do. Yeah. Because part of it is level setting, mm-hmm. right? The financial planner might or the accountant might be like, look, I know you wanted to retire at 60. But it's going to be 80. It's looking like 73. <laughs> it's looking like 70. <laughs> You'd rather know that now versus getting to 60 and thinking you're ready to roll only to find out you got to work another 10 years. Or it's just the person that needs to tell you the numbers, right? Like, listen, this is how much you need to be setting aside. You thought putting $1,000 a month away was cool. On scratch-offs. <laughs> but <laughs> you need someone to say, like, nah, bruh. Like, you need to start putting away this much money every month. And so if you need to take a promotion, move the job, do the side hustle, you know, maybe sell a vacation, whatever it is, but yeah. the, just knowing the numbers on the point, level setting, knowing what the numbers are in order for you to get to where you think you want to be. Also, if you listen to our podcast episode about like having this arbitrary million dollars, it might not be a million dollars. That might not be your number. Mm-hmm. It might be more. It actually might be less be. depending Never on your situation. Know. So you need to talk to a financial advisor at this point so that you can understand what your numbers are and what you need to do. Now, if you're willing to do it or not, that's a different conversation. That's yeah. a Jesus conversation. You know what often happens with the 50-year-old? They've worked, they've got like a trail of tears in terms of firms they've worked at, mm-hmm. 401ks they've left, they've ruined this one, they borrowed that one. Somebody needs to consolidate all this mess. And find it. Yeah. Find it at this point. Now's a great time to do that. Also, part of that plan might be the catch-up contributions. Mm-hmm. Like the government does allow you to, at age 50, start to put away even more money towards your retirement. Because they know there's plenty of people out here living foul. Even the government knows, like I said. <laughs> Even know. Biden knows. Yeah, we know y'all wasn't going ahead and putting that 401k, doing things you were supposed to do. So let, let us give you some grace. Let me allow you to catch up so that you can retire with some dignity, so that you have the opportunity to try to really build some wealth. So in 2023, the limit for the catch-up amount for your 401k is $7,500. Mm-hmm. So that's an additional $7,500 a year, that's damn near 33% of the entire annual contribution you were allowed in your 40s and your 30s and yeah. 20s. So now you can add a third on it. That's a real mm-hmm. meaningful amount for the catch-up. And for your IRA, you can do an additional $1,000 yeah. a year. That's a meaningful amount. So maxing out might look like it, it might be a bigger max. Yeah, yeah. Your max is hitting almost 30000 easily. Because unfortunately, you're going to need it. Because my million-dollar number... Again, we talked about how much do I need to save at every age to retire at 65 with a million. If you start at 50, it's 3500 a month or 43000 or so a year. Yeah. Again, we're getting numbers. We're we started getting... at 500. Now we're seven times that number. Yeah, that's a lot. Because we waited until we're 50. That's a lot. So at this point, you also need to be assessing your assets. And again, we talked about in your 30s, like making sure you're getting more vegetables than cake. At this point, you need to be eating salads every <laughs> single day. Uh, if you're in your 50s, you need to not be as risky in your portfolio because you are going to need to access this money sooner than later. You want your portfolio to be as balanced as possible. Not only do you want stocks and bonds, but you want alternative investments. You need to know what the equity is on your house. Do you own any other real estate? But you want to be doing a lot of different things at this point in time, but they need to be balanced. You need to chill on the risk. Yeah. But you still need some risk. Like you can't go 100% safe, especially if you're playing catch up. Exactly. Because your money needs to still be playing offense. And so we're saying balance, but you can't go completely conservative at the same time. And can we talk careers for a second in your 50s? Hopefully you got it figured out a little bit now. Like now is not a great time to be doing the career switch, not at 58, unless maybe you've saved enough where you can afford to take a step back and do something different and make less money. But in terms of making that move that's going to finally get you the pay you deserve, might be a little late. 
Yeah, something that I'm seeing for people in their 50s is that they are taking a significant pay cut. They're making a career switch that really speaks to what they want to be doing, right? Understanding that it's going to be an extreme pay cut, but they're also leaving the country. Like they're moving to mm. a place oh, that's where the a cost one. of living is significantly less. They're selling mm-hmm. their house, so they no longer have this big mortgage, and they're doing things differently in such a meaningful way that it's okay for them to make less money. Yeah. If that's something that you're open to, a lot of people want to live internationally and live abroad if you are willing to move to a place where the cost of living is significantly less, go ahead and make that career yeah. switch. But sell off and understand what those assets are so that you are not left with a ton of big expenses. Yeah. And by the way, I don't want to discourage anybody because I, I always say now is a great time to make a change. And any investment you make in yourself, I think, is always going to give you a great return. All we're saying is that financially, if the career change involves a major pay cut and you're already playing catch up, now might not be a great time from that perspective. Now, what about your 60s? Because yeah. I'm still alive. I'm still out here in mm-hmm. my 60s. At this point, if you ain't got it, it ain't coming. That's not what I mean. But honestly, in your 60s, you need to be thinking about your retirement distribution strategy. Like yeah. whatever right. it is, is kind of where it's going to be at this point. Unless you are putting away $100,000 a year, yeah. you're, you're kind of where you're going to be. And so for some people, that means that you will have to continue to work. It's not the end of the world. It's not doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. But retirement might look differently than you might have thought. And so you might have to continue to work in some real capacity where you are bringing in a full income. And you might also have to be working on multiple streams of income. But in your 60s, you still can build wealth. But again, it's going to look like working. And so if you hoped your 60s would be sitting on a beach, riding off into the sunset, that's not where you're going. Yeah. The things you're thinking about in your 60s, Tiffany's point, how am I distributing the assets when I do retire? Like, should I start with my savings? I'll spend that money down first. Then I'll spend down my Roth IRA account and I'll push my traditional IRA or my 401k till the very end. I got to think about when am I going to start taking Social Security, which again, we've done shows on this. Like you really want to wait until you're done, done working before you start Social Security because you want to maximize your benefit. But these are the things to be thinking about. Also, what kind of estate plan is Mm -hmm. in place? Because now you got to be thinking about like who's going to be the beneficiary of everything that I've built up. And how are they going to get it? It's also the time to reassess your insurance policies, your life insurance policies. Because yeah. those term life insurance policies you got in your 30s, yeah. for your one-year-old, they grow now. Yeah, for sure. You might not need to continue to pay them anymore. Because yeah. if you try to renew them, you're going to pay a lot more money because you're older. Mm-hmm. They might not be necessary anymore. If that child is now grown and married and employed, I think they got it from here. And so what you leave behind might not look like an insurance policy. It might look like your assets. It might look like your home, whatever the case is. So you still have a legacy. They still will be beneficiaries of some of your assets, but it might not need to be these insurance policies anymore. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got a paid up whole life policy, you might need to take some cash out of it. Yeah. And if you were looking at that term thinking like, all right, it might be time for me to renew. It might not be. Yeah. It really might not be. There's also companies that'll buy your life insurance off you. Like if you've got some cash value- you're healthy. There's companies that profit from buying people's policies, paying more than the cash value inside the policy. And everybody wins in that case. So we've talked about wealth at every age. Yeah. How to get there, what you need to be doing. You know, we're going to get some mad tweets from the 70 and 80 year olds though. So just be prepared for that backlash. I'm not. Because we didn't talk about that. First of all, be prepared for me. Like I'm not in my, I'm I'm too young for y'all to be beefing with. (laughs) You're somebody's grandchild. Right. Like watch, hold your tone. uh, And, and, and let's say nothing to me and Rufus. Stay respectful. Um, But yeah, I think, I think this is helpful. Right. And so we have talked through a lot of things and I think Alan made a really great point earlier about like all this advice is cute. Like if you miss the boat on some of it in your 20s, you can still, you know, make some of these things apply. But one generation does not rule out the other. You need to be doing all of these things. Right. But we're just giving you the advice that you will need specifically at a certain age to get to the place where you want to go. We will be back next week. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Momentum. Momentum.